Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's good, Internet? It is July 24th, 2017, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 82. Yeah. Danielle Riendo is here with me. I'm Austin Walker. Danielle's upset about her shoes. I'm very upset about my shoes. My it, shoes got soaked. It was. It's pouring. It's pouring rain. Pouring rain, and I have Brooklyn, a several mile walk now as part of my oh, daily commute. Oh, you walk here? Not entirely. Okay. Honestly, it would probably be faster if I just walked the three miles, but then I'd have to walk another two miles at night and then another three back. Wait, does the distance so my change gym, at night? No, what my gym happens? is a mile away. Tell me about how here. Brooklyn works. Does Brooklyn get Brooklyn longer at night? gets longer at night. It's True. a weird scientific fact. This is some Dark City shit. Yeah, it is. It really it. is. Dark City is based on... Dark City is such a good so movie. Good. Oh Rob Zachney God. here to extol the virtues of Dark City, one of the, the best films of the last 25 years. It's, All about really the tuning. Is. Yeah. The tuning is here. The tuning is forever. It's almost 20 years old. Is it? I think next year will be its. its we should do a Dark City rewatch podcast. I really think we should. <laughs> I would like, be so it's, down. It's, it's a brand new podcast that goes for one episode. Yeah, Patrick <laughs> Klepik joining us. Apparently opposed to our new podcast plan, where we launch a new podcast for every movie that ever ever <laughs> that we like. Exactly. How's everybody doing today? It's a little late this Monday, but we're you we're know, here. We're live. We're, hey, we're alive. If you if you saw Breakfast in Battlegrounds this morning, you Jeez. know I feel more alive than I've ever felt before. We didn't get that chicken dinner, but it didn't matter because I pump action, action Patrick, Patrick debuted debuted <laughs> on uh, Battlegrounds this morning. I've never seen a man take so many other people apart <laughs> with a shotgun. It was like a can opener, and everybody else was tuna. It was unbelievable. Everybody else was uh, tuna. I, yeah, it was a really um, – I tried to take the uh, aggression I learned from yep. Matt Pasquale over the weekend when I got my chicken dinner with him mm-hmm. in a duo match and have tried to take that aggression, smart aggression, like tactical yeah. aggression. like Not charging in just to charge in. Not but like foolish, realizing not brash. Well, it's like realizing that sometimes you need to go to people to create opportunities for yourself. Because they don't want you to. No one wants you to be in their face. And so if you can, like, sneak around on them, if you can, like, give them, just, like, jostle them a little bit, it it means something. I know this uh, this thing I picked up today by watching you from my position knocked out on the ground. Bleeding out while you just killed four people. Just hearing booms go off in the background. Yeah, boom! Patrick killed a guy. Boom! Patrick killed a guy. Boom! Up! Oh, Patrick dodged a shot. Boom! Patrick killed a guy. Killed four people in like thirty seconds. It was unbelievable. Wow! It was incredible. So, uh, so, so, shout outs to Patrick Klepper. Who had an amazing day today in battle, uh, Breakfast and Battlegrounds. Uh, quick thing I want to shout out is that we are doing a special theme week this week. Yeah. A special series called At Play in the Carceral State. That is a collection of. I had to do this for like a, an internal marketing thing. I was like, "What? What is in this? Like, 
what is actually in numbers? What is actually in this thing that we're putting together? And it's 11 new pieces of, of editorial, plus a bunch of stuff from the archives, plus a new documentary that are engaging with with kind of prison culture, not just stories about, about games and prisons, but also about games and, and a larger sort of prison culture. Uh, when you, The word carceral kind of gestures not only to like people in prison and prison guards, but also – a larger kind of uh, systems and infrastructures and processes and all the stuff that combines into a state of discipline and a state of of kind of uh, making so many things relate back to will I be incarcerated for this? And so yeah. the cornerstone of that is five pieces that are coming out this week written by Mira McCarran, uh, who is a, a freelancer and an academic who we sent to Guantanamo Bay, to the naval base there and the, and the detention center. The first of those came out today. Tomorrow, we have a follow-up to our uh, Dungeons & Dragons and D&D piece that ran eight, nine months ago now. Um, in both, uh, we have a, a written follow-up and we have a documentary follow-up. So I'm really excited for people to see that. Um, and we have just other stuff, critical essays and, and you know, columns all week, uh, little free play articles free about play, yeah. free games that happen to do with prison. uh, prisons. Yeah. In prison culture. I actually think we, we are going to get something in on, on interactive fiction in prisons now, too. It's like stuff is still coming together to some degree because it's like we have people who are like, oh, I figured it out finally. Like, yes, yeah. awesome, good, let's do it. Let's, let's make this in. really incredible uh, week happen. Uh, so check that out, waypoint.vice.com. Uh, it's everywhere on our socials right now. On our socials, as people say. So, so mm. check that out. Is that a thing people say? People check the say socials. It. People say socials. Uh, I think Dave Lang says Soch now. <laughs> so says Adam Boys on Twitter. Adam Boys went off on a rant. Adam Boys, f- formerly uh, th- head of third party at, at uh, Sony and now at some big fucking job title at Iron Galaxy, said yeah. like. Yeah, try- yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave, uh, trying to control Dave Lang. Yes. You know, yes. Dave Lang's father. And Dave Lang was yes. basically. Yes. And Dave Lang was telling Adam apparently that Adam needs to catch up with his Soch game and just. <sighs> he can't. Harsh words. So hard love from a dad, right yeah. there. You know, no, the other way around. Actually, it was a son telling his oh, dad. The son's giving the dad said, the hard hey, love. Get on these. Get out. Get out here. Get on my social game. Oh, That's what he so- said. Social. That's what millennials say. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it's been kind of a wild couple of days here. <laughs> um, yeah. A question yeah. that I, you know, we've gotten a lot of questions about something, so I'd rather just like answer this up front instead of waiting until we get to the question bucket, uh, which is Vice got hit with a bunch of layoffs last weekend, or not last weekend, last Friday. It was a surprising thing. It was associated with a a kind of a larger reorganization effort, both internationally and here in the States. And, you know, uh, a thing that was was a bummer is in that process, Mike Diver, who was writing about games for Vice long before any of us were here, um, unfortunately, got let go uh, in the in the UK, and uh, so so you know we have nothing but the kindest wishes for Mike. Uh, I think I've said this before on the podcast and elsewhere that you know there would not be a, uh, a waypoint without Mike Diver. Mike Diver uh, was writing about about games for Vice years ago as a freelancer, made the pitch that like, hey, this is something that we should get into for serious. You know, became a staff writer. And then eventually even suggested my name as EIC for this position over a year ago. Uh, and so, you know, nothing but love for Mike. Shout outs to Mike. If you're in the UK and are looking for a freelancer or a staff writer, let me tell you, Mike Diver, talk to him. You know, talk that's to what him. I'll say. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably my update on that stuff. That stuff's weird. Like, reorgs <laughs> suck. Like, that's yeah. what I think what it comes down to is like, it's one of those things where the ver- there's a variety story that ran. And it was like, oh, 2% of, of Vice got laid off that's a small number 
two percent is like a small number out of a hundred percent. It feels like a small number, but, but it's, like, it's, it's, it's a it's large number. number. It's the leftovers Wait, it number. The it's leftovers? literally the leftovers number well, of true. like if two percent of the population right. of the world went away, what would it do? And the whole thing is like with some people, they don't know anybody, but some right. people, think, their oh, entire shit. family, like Nora, her whole family went away. Spoilers. So that's like in the first episode. episode. Yeah, I've fun. seen that first like six episodes. It's the, the first episode. episode. But that's the thing, right? It's like it, it can be it very can really weird, matter especially from the inside of this space and the inside of media, especially if you add this up with all of the other pivots to video all of the other like editorial teams that have been have been you know uh, cut down um and it's I, I think it's an interesting time in media for sure there's uh, a certain numbness that goes along with if you've worked yeah. like a lot of us have in this business for as long as some of us have that like you almost don't even blink at like the, the term reorg because you've been yeah. through that process a billion times and all you can do is just Hold on to your seat and hope that you're not part of the reorg. <laughs> that is, there's a lot of survivor's guilt. I think. Oh, totally. Kind of goes right? along with it sometimes, and yeah. I mean, you know, going through this, like when I was a freelancer, this was always something that they were upsetting moments because one, they would they could involve any of your friends, uh, right. but then also just selfishly, it was like, well. Is my in at an outlet going to get taken out? Like, are they, what's the freelance budget going to be like? Um, it was different. It's different being on the inside of these things because, like, you get an ambiguous email in the morning that you weren't expecting, mm-hmm. and you're sort of like sitting up and being like, huh, what's today going to be like? And should I be worried? <laughs> right. Uh, and you spend the rest of the day wondering what the hell's going to happen. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's a very strange thing and uh, a, very, a very unpleasant one. To go through, and uh, it's definitely sort of newish to me because I've been independent contractor so long. Right, right. It's uh, it's there's an eeriness and a different sort of shittiness to it. Um, So I I had left uh, one up a number of years before they went through a lot of their tumultuous times and getting sold to IGN and all this other weird stuff that happened there. But um, when IGN was going through sort of its or one up was going through uh, kind of like its death throes. and before it like, reached its final form um, over at IGN, there was this uh, sort of like – this happens, I'm sure, all the time in like sort of like organization layoffs. But like there were two email chains. Mm. And so the first email chain that went out, everyone that was CC'd on that um, had just been told, hey, come to meeting – let's just say for sake of uh, simplicity, meeting room A. And then there was another email oh, chain where a bunch of and these people were not BCC'd, they were CC'd. So, oh, <laughs> um, where, and the other one was like, uh, "Hey, everyone, come to the meeting are, room briefly, B." If you're, if you're young and like are getting into like an office for the first time, learning when to CC and BCC people oh. is very important. <laughs> Talk yeah. to your manager. It is an important thing to make sure that you're not just putting a bunch of people publicly together when you're sending out a message that is uh, meant to be confidential or is is otherwise, you know, let's say sensitive in nature. Yeah. Well, what was it? What was, but like, it's, it, 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 what, this instance isn't where like the BCC, CC things like made a bunch of things public. It was more that okay. you saw that you were on two different lists and those mm-hmm. two different meeting rooms had two different outcomes. One of them, you're all staying. The right. other, the other meeting room was you're God. all laid off and it was so just like a very bizarre because those emails went out at the same time and then I was getting messages from different people and I was like yo which list are you on yeah, <laughs> that's brutal. yeah it's it's tough and it's a 
It is right now, I think, in media. We've talked about this recently. I would, we were doing a permadeath stream a couple of weeks ago <laughs> talking about when the MTV uh, editorial staff got, got laid off because of a, a pivot to video. That's just like so much of this comes down to where revenue is at for media companies because of uh, advertising rates and that reflect you know whatever today's argument for the future of media is. Like <laughs> so much of it is in the hand of It Facebook doesn't and reflect Google. the actual eyeballs in a lot of right, cases, totally. which is what's completely bananas and bad shit about the whole it's, thing. it's a weird thing. It's a situation where, like, I, to, to kind of explain it the way we've been talking about it lately, is that, you know, we know lots of people read stuff. We, we read stuff. We know what our numbers are. We've all written for other outlets where we've seen those numbers. But what happened is, like, over the course of 20 years, everyone learned that that display ads do very little. That Like, the sort of ads that show up on a screen and that say, like, yo, Far Cry 5 is out! Like, alright, like, very few people convert from that to a sale to Far Cry 5. Right. Um, and not only is that true, it's also well known. It's also something that, like, advertisers know, media companies know, public knows, plus ad blocker, right? Plus, on top of that, lots of people run ad block, uh, especially people who are, like, go to video game websites, tech right, sites, etc. Exactly. And so, instead, now there's this, like, there's this moment where, you know, I, I, this is me speaking from, uh, you know, some degree of expertise and that, like, I'm in the media field, but not, like, I haven't run the numbers. But my suspicion is the numbers of people who, like, see a Far Cry 5 pre-roll ad and then go buy the game, maybe a little higher, gameplay, right? Like, but still not, like, I'm clicking through right now and buying Far Cry 5. Right. Um, and so I, I, my suspicion is, like, it's not that there are more people watching video or that there's a higher conversion rate. But right now, those numbers aren't as settled. That story hasn't been finished being hasn't, – hasn't been told finally yet. Um, Facebook constantly – Facebook and Google both are constantly publishing studies talking about engagement rate, talking about, you know, the degree to which people – the one that Facebook just ran was like, oh, it's a – there's an emotional engagement that's much higher, which doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that someone is going to buy, you know, Neutrogena more from their video ad. But it is a story that keeps things where they are. I'm very curious to see how long this current status quo remains until everything has to shift yet again. To, to like speaking of stories though and narratives, like there, there's one thing that definitely I sometimes see happening around layoffs around in any industry. But the, like I think particularly if you're if you're sort of continuing to work in that industry, there's an effort to sort of explain and justify like you try to draw lessons right like right uh you know what like okay like these other people lost their jobs but here's why i'm safe and everything and like having been through the cycle a number of times like it just it isn't that clear cut you know you can't if you're a writer today you can't be sitting back and saying like well you know if you're just if you're just a words person you know you're not safe but if you've got those other skills uh, those other skills might not be might not they might not be enough to to save your job. Like there's a capriciousness to media to to all employment uh, these right. days that uh, is really tough to live with uh, at times. Totally, I, it's it's a weird market to be in. Uh, you know, we're gonna keep doing what we do because I think we love it, right? Like, I think something like you know, at play in the carceral state is something that we can do because we're at Waypoint because we're at Vice. Like it is not. Oh, we're going to send a reporter to Gitmo to talk about <laughs> board games and to talk about the fact that they have PS3 games there, right. which you should go read that story because it's wild. Like that isn't a thing that I could do other places. I wouldn't have the the ability. I wouldn't have the, the confidence placed in me to, to, to set that up. Like I wouldn't have the art assets. I wouldn't have the – all that stuff. Um, whereas here we do and that's like 
and have the will, like the desire to let us go do that. Um, and so we're just going to keep doing that and, and keep doing our best to, to make cool shit and also to play Battlegrounds and to be goofy and <laughs> to run stories about Lock of Lock of Flame, yes. talking about how Dota yeah. is like a blunt. Like, it's like a know, blunt. That's, It'd be good on a blunt. Esports. Also, read our articles. <laughs> How about that? Hey, what's that hey, pitch? Our articles are awesome. You should yeah. read them. Read and, them up, baby. You know, I think it's just a thing that's just like there are. <laughs> it is interesting to me too because one of the the other new things about media in general right now is that the what you would traditionally think of as a readership, like you go back to a magazine, it's like oh, you put out a product, it's the magazine. If you like EGM, you're reading the magazine. And then, like, even in the age of One Up, Patrick, there was definitely this moment of like, oh, wait, there are going to be people who listen to One Up Yours or GFW Radio who don't buy EGM or Games for Windows Live, the magazine, or who maybe even go to One Up. Like, as someone who was just a giant bomb, I know there are lots of people who listen to the podcasts and barely watch any quick looks or go to the go watch video content. And like, the fragmentation of an audience is such an interesting dilemma for a media group or a, for a publication, right? Yeah, you just can't guarantee things like you used to be able to. It used to be that you know subscribers were uh, that was a baseline, so it almost didn't matter what you put out, especially in the magazine days, where it's like just an issue goes out. What's in the issue? Doesn't right. mean that much. Right. That, that that impacts like the uh, the sales on stands, and that that yeah. certainly is a, is a factor. But like you always have sort of a baseline that you could work with, which is like there are X number of subscribers, and it doesn't matter what we put on that cover. What's in the issue? Like it could be a crappy issue, and maybe that impacts subscribers. <laughs> but you still had a baseline to work with, and that's just not. Um, there are there are some websites that operate that way. Like I would say there are exceptions, like a, the Kotaku's, where right. um, they are, you know are built upon like you should just like be checking the front page of this website right. because they are they are built on twenty four seven sort of coverage of video games. Whereas like you know we have some people at Waypoint that like do come to our front page. Like it's a lot more driven like per story than it is like people coming to Waypoint and then like See. clicking around. Totally. Well, like I, another thing that, that I think about a lot, and we have this talk when we talk about headlines, is like I wish to some sometimes I wish we were a magazine because. Right. I, I think especially the case with me, Rob, like we have a background that is like a little more a little more academic, a little more like long form essayist stuff where like we want oh I wanna put a breakfast in battlegrounds. Okay, what's it or like battlegrounds? What's a good what's a good title? Like the the silence of death, colon, like <laughs> battlegrounds and and the auditory death play. Like, no, we'll not fucking play on Facebook. But if yeah, you're in a my, magazine yeah, my, it doesn't my, matter. Yeah, my my quest to turn Austin Walker into a, into a blogger is is it runs parallel with my my desire to turn everyone into writing the more like normal headlines. Listen, <laughs> there, it's it's so appealing to write like a really like uh, uh, evocative headline, but it and in, in a magazine you can do that. You can do a long form feature in a magazine because like they already bought the magazine talk. Like there's a good photo and it has like some cool words and a colon and some more cool words. They're in. Whereas when it's like no, this has to they have to not scroll past this on Facebook. It means we have to communicate what well, you don't is know where people are going to pick it up. Like totally. because like the totally. the homepage is no longer the the way that people feed into stuff that you're writing about or even videos or whatever right. the, the media you're working in. You just have to you have to create something that is by necessity like more uh, illustrative of the actual point, which is less interesting and less uh, dramatic and, and often more boring, but is necessary in the environment where you're just 
you're relying on people finding your stuff on Dig or Reddit or like right. wherever it might show up. You have to try and craft something that gets to the point um, yep. in a much faster fashion. And also, it also under a character count that is extremely restricted. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, seventy five characters. Seventy five or fewer. Yeah, because because and that's one of those things. It's like like that goes into media is like sometimes because so much gets delivered via Facebook, via Twitter, via social media, but mostly from Facebook. Is that Facebook can push a change and it's like. Oh shit! Like we don't have as many characters as we used to yep. have. Like uh, one of the things that they changed this year, or they might be in the process of changing now, is that you can't go in and edit a headline anymore. Which means that, like, if you made it a head, there are situations where, like, maybe you put forward a headline, and then you, you publish a story. The headline, you know, uh, uh, populates on Facebook, and then you realize, oh, it's too long. It cut off. Like, well, too bad now. Like, it's cut off. It's, <laughs> now it's be there. Cut yep. off. It just says get poop. it right right away. That's all. Yeah. What am I gonna do? Yeah. Exactly. So it's weird. I, I think. One of the things that bears mentioning as well, um, not to get all like super navel gazy uh, media stuff, uh, well, but we're already halfway there. Yeah. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of my old colleagues at a previous job said that, like, to him, it often felt like uh, Google and Facebook, but particularly Facebook, are constantly making these sort of prescriptive recommendations oh, yeah. for what your outlet should do, except it's all based on an algorithm they have complete control yep. over. And so they keep being like, well, actually, this type of content is what people want because that's actually what we put in front of people. Right. And that's what's going to win now. And this other sort of content is not going to. So you should just stop doing that. And I think that's really especially tough for new outlets mm-hmm. uh, starting up because you don't have that, that readership uh, built up and it's a hell of a lot harder to get it. Like when and I was... because you might not have the person who knows what those algorithms are. Yeah. Like who knows yeah. what the, the hottest... Like someone in chat Fox here it says the best is when there's a question mark in there. Are these words cool? Cool words and whether or not they are cool. <laughs> that headline, you like, are these words cool would have done well two years ago on Facebook. They've since changed how the algorithms work yep. to de-incentivize people from writing questions and headlines. Like, that's a thing that happened. You only know that if you're following very closely what happened and, and how that algorithm works. Anyway, Rob, you were saying. Yeah, but, I mean, it's very different from when I was working over at, uh, you know, fairly regularly at Rock, Paper, Shotgun, which was, I think, one of the one of the really successful of, of the blog model uh, games websites uh, that cropped up in, in the mid-2000s. That has a really established readership because... It was easier to build a readership back then, and they they maintained it, and they didn't write to an algorithm right. uh, for ages. But that's gotten tougher to do if you're if you're coming in late. The other thing that's changed uh, is that RSS was uh, right. was murdered, yeah. uh, like which is like RSS was interesting yeah. because it was a way to like subscribe to an outlet and get invested in their identity and their approach, and that was kind of intentionally like. Hit with a car and then backed over a few times. Yep. Uh, and I don't think that's accidental either. Uh, someone in the chat says SEO is very old, you guys. Like, no, SEO also exists and is a separate set of things it's a whole other than thing. what Facebook prioritizes. Like, that's the thing that's tricky about how to how to put it's your like there's your Google stuff. here, here's Facebook right. here. You need to cater to both, totally, or you're dead. But you need to make one does not correspond. With they the actually other don't match up all. very well yeah. at all, which is which is like a complex thing. And I say all this because. At the end of the day, and I think you know Patrick has has mentioned like trying to get us to write better headlines, <laughs> because at the end of the day, we want the things we write to be in front of people's eyes. Yes. 
the only reason I sent someone to Gitmo isn't to like like I'm not just curious about it like I am but I'm not like spending a lot of money to go do that so that I can get a personal article for me to read like at the end of the day the <laughs> hope is hey lots of people are going to be interested in reading this stuff right uh, otherwise it's just not worth anyone's time and so it, it's one of those things that you know it's a tricky like devil to serve like yeah. how the fuck I think it's you... fair to call it a devil I think it's more That's, than fair. Yeah, take that think, face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, God. Anyway. <laughs> the evils of our media. world. Media is a fucking thing. Uh, yeah, and it's Video played. games are a thing. Yes. Also, we could talk about video games. Let's talk about a good game. About, Let's talk about a, a really game? good game that I played. I think we all played it, maybe? Not me. Yeah, no, everyone okay. Else. To be all clear, right. All right. I didn't send someone to Gitmo. Right. I didn't... Hmm. Deep cover... <laughs> Off screen, Tim had been laughing. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is Tim laughing about? I understand. Yeah. Anyway, that's video what it games. is. I sent a reporter to cover. I didn't. Yeah, very deep cover. Very deep cover. Waypoint does not fuck around. That's not. Okay? The, the, there's paperwork that's not deep cover at all. A lot, a lot of paperwork. Anyway, we have to say. What that. video games? Good I ones. played Pyre. Pyre's Super good. Giant's new game, Super Giant, yeah. made Bastion, then they made Transistor, and then they made Pyre, which Can is I out soon. Honest? Yeah. I didn't really like Pyre, or, uh, Bastion or Transistor. Okay. Um, That's I fair. bounced really hard off of Bastion. I'm just, just setting this up so right. when I say what I say about right. Pyre, it's clear. I can see that about you. I didn't like ba- I thought yeah. I'd like Bastion. I really thought I would love Transistor. Like, it's entirely my shit. And, like, I put, like, 90 minutes into it and just, like, I think there was just well, too much for me. Minutes. No, I did burn. not. Burn! Sorry, that was like a tire burn. It's like a 10-hour game. It's like eight hours, seven hours, maybe. Okay, well, there's a lot of stories. I was telling a level sick up burn. Here. You go right ahead. I, I like Pyre a bunch. That's where I was going. Sorry, I just that's all I got. Pyre's pretty good. What's Pyre, Danielle? Pyre is an RPG set in a very colorful universe where there's a commonwealth and then there's a downside. Downside is where you go if you get like pushed out of the commonwealth. Right. Very, very colorful. Neon. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of neon. beautiful layers. It's a fantasy the... setting. Yes, there's like lots fantasy. of fantasy like species. There's humans and, and yeah. demon ladies and there's yes. like flying bat people and well, harpies imps. and imps yeah. and all sorts of Fan- stuff. It's very fantasy. There's a ghost. There is a ghost. There's ghost a cool ghost. She's my favorite part She's of the game. She's one of my favorites, too, yeah, by like far. So it's this RPG in this fantasy universe. It's also a sports game. The combat, this is sort of the pitch, like the yeah. combat is basically a basketball-esque or hockey-esque. Yeah. It's sort of like ice hockey on the NES. At least it starts that way where it's like you got like the big guy, the middle guy, and the tiny right. guy. And True. they're all different speeds and they're True. all different strengths. So there's there's that only instead of, of having like just a size factor, mm-hmm. there's an aura around you so let me let me explain it like please this. do there's a goal like a basket like a basket and there are little players uh-huh. and they all have an aura and it, when you take possession of the which ball, which is like an energy field yeah, around a little them. energy field around them when you take possession of the ball yeah. which needs to go in the basket just like a basketball gotcha. you lose your aura and you are vulnerable i see to other, other people's gotcha. aura so you could slam into somebody they lose the ball and, and they you die. disappear they for disappear. a couple of seconds right yeah uh, and so it's about like maneuvering around them. Yes. And unlike most sports games, like this is part of why it's a, a tactics game. Also, yeah. N- only one person can move at once. So it's a lot of like jumping around from character to character to set up defensive kind of positioning, and then like trying to get around an enemy team as they try to come in at you. When you get the when you get the ball, it's an orb. What is it? What's it called? Yeah, I think it's an orb. A ritual Whatever. orb. Yeah. Um, and then dunking. You do a lot of dunking. A lot of like oh, running, throwing so your whole body good. into a big pyre, into a big fire. 
there's and, magic that and there's happens. magic there's yeah. also special abilities there's a bunch of stuff I, I really like this game I think that like it's a weird fantasy sport RPG not a fantasy sports RPG which would be an RPG in which you manage a fantasy sports team but it's actually a fantasy sport and it's really cool the characters are all really likable uh, are all really interesting who's at the your very favorite least. I don't want to say because right. it's a spoiler. Oh, okay. I understand. So, uh, are you are you guys playing this? Rob and Patrick, have you been yeah. playing Pyre? What do you think? Uh, I really dig it. Uh, I didn't know what to make of it at first. And I think playing the campaign, certainly, my initial reaction was a little bit like it could be a little more of the game and a little less <laughs> of the, uh, the visual novel. You know, characters wandering limbo. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the most adorable Tom Stoppard play you've ever read. Um, <laughs> the... The other thing is that um, it does a really good job of balancing that uh, tactics, that the fantasy tactics like dynamic with arcade sports game feel, uh, which is a tough balance to strike. Like that's that's not an easy thing to pull off. Like a lot of there have been a lot of remakes of like classic arcade style sports games, and a lot of them have gone badly. Uh, Pyre actually does feel sort of. Uh, responsive and uh, light in a way that a lot of these games strive for but don't succeed totally. at, uh, at, at evoking. So having those two things in play is is really, really cool. Plus, the way your roster, you can only field three characters. And some of the characters have some... you get a cast of like a whole nine, yeah. basically. Eight or, eight or nine. And they have really different abilities. Uh, some... Uh, there, there's one that can basically do an entire big AOE uh, takeout effect, uh, which is really, really cool, but very, very limited. Uh, so how do you make the best use of that? Uh, a lot of characters can sort of, in addition to that aura they project, they can also sort of shoot it. Uh, you can sort of like uh, aim and shoot and hit someone with your aura and uh, take them out. Who you bring to the, who you bring to each match and how that, aligns with the other team profoundly affects how you're going to have to play that game. Yeah. And that's another really cool thing. Like my first, my first reaction was like, this is cute. How's this going to be a full game? Yep. Me too. And now I'm like, Oh shit, this is great. I got to the end of the first act. And by then you have a really full cast of, of like a really big roster where there are, there are times because the narrative sh- shakes out a certain way. A character will be like, Oh, don't put me in, in this one boss. Like, Hey yeah. reader, the, the, the fictional I've got some weird beef with what's right, going on with right. the other team. Just, I can't. You know? And so suddenly you're like, ah yeah. oh, shit, I guess I got to put like the moon touched lady in <laughs> who's actually my favorite person in the roster. She's really great. I really like her a lot. I, I like playing as her a lot too. So, um, I like, I hate it whenever she can't play. That's like, ah, um, the the story is really cool. Like I think that the setup is is as you mentioned, like you're a bunch of exiles out in this place that's called the downside, which is just kind of like the the kind the of wilds, the wastes of, yeah. of of outside of this big central place called the Commonwealth, which presumably is a which big is city or something. It's Ma- yeah. Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Fallout Four, got it. Uh, and you, uh, you, it's just like all the characters are really great. The world is really interesting. You you play as a reader, one person who's allowed or who's not allowed to read, who's exiled because you were reading bad, and you know how to read the, the ancient rites. Uh, and it just like it has, it reminds me a little bit of Brutal Legend in yes. the style of fantasy that it is. It's like that sort of like rock opera fantasy that like you know seventies. You know, um, album cover kind album of thing cover going on. Fantasy yeah. is happening. Uh, yeah. Also, the music is incredible. Oh, so which, which I will say, even as someone who doesn't always love Super Giants games, their music has always been incredible. Their art has always been incredible. So, I'm really glad that I'm clicking with this. 
the end of the first act is incredible, and I'm excited for people to get to it. Like three or four hours in, you'll know it when I you hit I it. I thought I was, I thought I was there because I played a couple of hours, but I think I'm as you'll usual know. taking like, my oh, time. Shit, there's this whole okay, <laughs> cool, nice. Uh, so keep excited playing. I'll say for that. I, I need to. I need to find time to keep playing yeah. that game. We need to say, play some multiplayer too. We can't. Oh my God. It is only local. Well, we Are you can kidding still me? do that. We can, we, we can do, do it. I thought, that, I thought that was maybe going to come in with the full release. I don't think so, unfortunately. Oh, I think, I think they you, said something. What are you doing to me, Supergiant? I think uh-huh. they said something along the lines of they they weren't confident that they could get the netcode to a place where it wouldn't be a disaster. And it's like, I respect. They have, what, 12 people working there? I don't it's all, it's also something that. It's a small like, why, why invest in your right. game taking off as a multiplayer game until it's proven that it would? And so it's something that. They could say, look, wow, we're so shocked at how people are responding to it. We're going to put together a team that adds online multiplayer and it lines up with a game of the year edition of the game or something. I want to play the local and just see how it is. We should do that sometime this week maybe Um, because I really like the basic mechanics a lot. It's really Uh, fun. And I think there could be something really cool with with counterpicking and stuff like that. Like all of what goes into any good – like. I, not not just MOBAs, but like in, in competitive games where it's like there's the action. Team-based. Right, yeah, team-based yeah, stuff yeah. where it's, it, there is – can I execute with the characters I have? But also that second layer of like which characters am I choosing? Where are their strengths and weaknesses? How do I counterpick? How do I how do I uh, address being counterpicked so that when I have the wrong character out, how do I mitigate whatever weaknesses they have compared to the other team? Stuff like that. So Pyre is really fucking good. That's I really like it a lot. Awesome. I, I can't speak to how it ends, but I'm like five hours in. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep – Keep playing. Keep that pyre burning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mentioned that pyre has a kind of a visual novel presentation. Also, a brief thing on, on pyre before we move yes. on. Yes. Uh, one of the coolest things it does is it has annotations. Second cool it's thing really it does. It's really good, yeah. It's really sort of like you just mouse over certain words and it's like, oh, oh yeah, this is the – this is the, the, name of the fallen emperor yeah. who is key to this religion. Like by the way, remember – we haven't mentioned this name in a while, but this is the great old one that is worshipped by these weird witch hags. Like, oh, OK, <laughs> cool. Thanks. Um, so that's one. Two, I really like that you can be gender. You can choose yes. your your pronouns. You can also be gender neutral. You can use they them pronouns, which is which is dope. Very cool. Three, it's a visual novel. It has visual novel elements. Patrick, you've been playing a visual <laughs> novel. I've played forty five minutes of a visual novel called. Okay, that's. Uh, let's get the name right. Uh, Dream Daddy, a dad dating similar. Yes. Uh, is that what it is? Because what you said to me earlier was, "Daddy's dream is to be a dream daddy." Yeah. Well, that's, that's what you said to me. I, I yeah. did. Th- that's still true. That doesn't mean just because it isn't the name of the game uh-huh. that people are interested that that's not still the dream of the dream daddy is to become. Who is you are you the dream daddy? Are you? I think you're aspiring, to aspiring daddy? to be the dream daddy. No, I meant I don't know if you. I, I meant you, Patrick. You. I think I'm a pretty good dad. I think people would dream about me being their dad. See? But I don't know about daddy, because then I, I feel like uh-huh. you guys, then that gets into nope. a weird place. I'm not sure what this game is Taking about anymore. In. I thought I knew, but now I don't. Talk, talk to us about Dream Daddy. <laughs> D- Dream Daddy. Uh, dying, by the way, just so it, it opens. Daddily? It, op- it opens by <laughs> what? Nothing. Don't judge this daddy. I'm not judging <laughs> you or any other daddy. Don't I'll... judge this daddy's dream choices. Okay, fair. Don't daddy shame. Yeah, don't daddy dream shame. All daddies have dreams. They just, you know, <laughs> they happen in different ways. Uh, this game opens by uh, with this, uh, uh, a mode or a little option where you build a dad. You build your dad. 
And so I built I built a dad. I built him in my image, exact one to one replica of me as a daddy. You can you can go on very close. Yeah, yeah. You go on Twitter. You can see you. I made him. This is you around one up era, though. Actually, yeah. This is definitely hair's pretty big. Big hair, Patrick, daddy. Yeah, that is more like if high high school Patrick became a daddy, which that's a problem in and of itself. Um, I'm not judging again. Wait, is that is that still how you see yourself? Is that are you, like you're like creating yourself in this game? You're like, right. yeah, still like, got you know it. How really? Wayne in his head calls himself Batman. Is this what you call you? Is this what you think of when you think of yourself? Uh, yeah, I think when I'm going around the neighborhood, uh, pushing uh, uh, Jessica to try and take a nap, and I'm walking my dog, and I got my coffee in one hand, I'm trying to juggle all this stuff, trying to make it work as a daddy. I feel like this is what I, people look at me, and this is what they see. This is this is what they see. Yeah. Right. I mean, you—you right. you were like, this game is really funny. It's ex- quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's exceptional. Like the, uh, so I guess it's uh, made by the folks behind the Game Grumps. YouTube That's channel standing in some or they're involved in some way. I actually don't. They know. They're involved some somehow. Like here. they didn't do the drawings. Like I don't. Right. I don't know too much about like the. I know it's associated in some level with the Game Grumps uh, YouTube channel, which is exceptionally popular. They do a lot of like let's plays and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I just it's such a, it's a goofy concept. And like I saw some screenshots going around of this like build. You know the build that dad cre- character creator mode, and then the corner. When you're confirming your dad creation, it says "looking good, daddy." I was like, "Okay, like this game seems to have a certain tone that is <laughs> seems like it's, it could be really funny and not make me feel profoundly uncomfortable." Um, or maybe I, this daddy could, wants to feel uncomfortable. Uh, this daddy doesn't know, and so right. He's I figuring I, it out. Yeah, this, hey, dads may look like they got it together, but sometimes they're still figuring it out too. All right, so true, true. Um, good yeah, insight. It's, Fair. So the, the game opens uh, with, like, you, you meet your, uh, I presume it's the same girl each time. I don't know. Amanda? I guess I would have, I, yeah. yeah, Amanda. Um, Amanda and the game gives you some interesting uh, choices over, like, figuring out like, what the, the backstory to your character is. Like, so it sets up right. some questions for you to answer, like, one of which is, uh, so, uh, mild spoiler for the first 30 seconds, like, that you are a single dad, and um, you lost um, the the other parent. But then, when the like the you and your daughter uh, are going, who's a uh, senior in high school, um, are going through some photos, and then that prompts the game to sort of like ask some questions about the past, and then you can establish like sort of like what your backstory is. Like one of those is like you know. Um, are you uh, a dad that there was it a two dad family? Like right. was it? Um, uh, and, and things like that. So, like, let's you sort of set up some backstory for your character that uh, I don't think has influence over sort of the... Like, I'm not sure of, like, the like sexual fluidity of the game yet because I went to a, I went to a bar 
and I was talking to another. I don't know if he's a daddy. Wait, with your kid? No, my kid. <laughs> uh, my kid <laughs> this is not my dream of a daddy. I was like, you're about to be a bad point. daddy. Bad don't daddies. bring, don't bring. I, no, senior high school. The child protective services. Senior expansions. in high school is not. You're not bar ready. It's my uh, my kid kicked me out of the house because they wanted to have a sleepover. Uh, oh, with true. Two, two of their girlfriends, and they were fair. like, "Dad." You're cool, but you're not that cool. I was like, that's fair. Like, that's Aww. true now. And you were like, I'm going to go to the bar. Did you pick to go to the bar, or is there, like, there are multiple options? Uh, I, I think there are, like, different options that can play out depending on what you want to do. And so, like, I chose, like, uh, uh, like your, your character is sort of like a, a bumbling. Like, he's very funny uh, and means well, but um, is kind of bumbling in, like, a really uh, uh, fun uh, sort of way. And mm-hmm. so he's like, oh, I'm going to go to the bar to watch the game. And then the... <laughs> then yeah, like the do. game then re- the game the game this actual game then refers Not to what's game. happening yes. yeah refers Not to what's happening on TV as the game and like never gets specific about it's like I'm at you know like I'm at the game watching the team that I prefer hopefully <laughs> beat the team that I less prefer and like that's like a bad encapsulation of sort of like the tone of the writing but right. there's like actually this really funny moment where you have an exchange with your daughter where she's like uh um like something about like the, whether it's like okay to make fun of sports now. She's like actually it's like we're we're past the the the, the like Rubicon. Making fun. It's no longer yeah. fun to like be ironic about liking the sports ball and like there's like really good commentary <laughs> good. on sort of like internet culture and just like society. Like it's just a profi- it's really really goddamn funny. Um and. It's so like the separate from any of like the like romance and visual novel aspects of it. Like I haven't gotten far enough for to see like you don't how have a favorite daddy yet. Plays out. Well, I've met a bunch of different daddies. I've met like an- I've met another dad who's uh, a father of three. He's he's a runner. Um, oh, he's I I I'm, I run. <laughs> he's got listen between father of three and runner. That boy's got stamina. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have yep. it. Um yes. and. So like, there's a moment in the bar where you can get you get approached by uh, a woman, and I dismissed her. She was extremely intoxicated. She was coming on a little too hard. I, I didn't have any interest in, in going down that route. But then I started talking to this uh, this other guy uh, who was at the bar, and we like you know he kind of pressured me into some shots. But like we're going along with it because we're a cool dad, and like yeah, we go out to uh-huh. the bar all the time, and we're used to social situations. Um, <laughs> And then he's like, "Do like he finds out that we uh, we live near each other, and we walk home. And then the game's like, "Do you want to go inside?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, for like a like a nightcap." And then we'll go inside. And like, no, like Different these people are ready nightcap. to bang. And yeah. like I was I was blindsided. I was blindsided by the bang. It was a flash bang. Like it was a flash bang. I was not ready for this. And so like, and the game pauses because it, it it's. it's it's aware that, like, you may probably been blindsided by this turn that the game has taken, and it goes like, yo, Patrick, do you we wanna- have to play Battlegrounds. There are flashbangs in Battlegrounds. I can't just... T- I- what? What? It's a good term. Right? It's a good term. Like, you, you think, yeah. it's a flashbang. It's a flashbang. And so the game pauses and go. says, like, hey, like, are you uncomfortable with what's happening right now, or do you, like, you know... Do right. you want to Are see you, this through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I am d- deeply uncomfortable with what's happening right now. Not because of these these two daddy. I don't know if he's a daddy or not. I don't. It's that I don't know him enough to know his parental status. But maybe but that's like, the reason why you were like, "Whoa!" I don't even know I if this guy's a dad know. or not. Wait, what happened to that nice runner? He moved on. 
this daddy yes. needed some space, and so I even right. I, mid mid make out, I was like, I gotta go home. I gotta go. I just wasn't ready for this. Like, Good. I need more time. Also, I gotta evaluate my other daddy options. Like, this is like you're not trying to commit the game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to I... commit yet. In, you don't want to jump in with both feet. What a Cohen yeah. in chat says, Patrick, pump action, flashbang, daddy, klepik. <laughs> oh, the pump, pump, pump action, Patrick, sounds very different in this yeah. context. Uh-huh. It sure does. Good job. <laughs> so, God damn. That's, not um, even here. I know. <laughs> pump action, flashbang, prepared for aggressive entry. Oh. Okay. Oh. That's gonna be so mad at us. We did this without her. That's uh, that's Dream Daddy. I, I was, it's, it's I again. Like, it I want I want, I want to encourage. Like, it is. Sure. I, I was laughing. I have not laughed harder at a game, uh, probably so far this year. And, like, I've only played to be forty-five clear, like, minutes because uh, so this is like when this game was announced. I was like, okay, Game Grumps. I, I don't know. I know mixed things about Game Grumps. I just don't have the experience to know one way or the other. I've just seen what people have said. Okay, is this going to be a situation where the joke is queer dudes? Like, right. oh, gay dads, haha. So no. it's good to hear it's like, that actually. It's, 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 it, like, I, can't, I can't speak to the whole game and like how those things play out, but it, it is not like poke fun yeah. at like LGBTQ relationships. Like, it is, like, it is, it is, it is, it is having fun in the way that it is. It should be having fun with right. its like its premise and 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 um and the situations. It's like for example, um, there's a sequence where uh, I went to the park and uh, I met a much bigger daddy, still good looking daddy, but you know there's M- daddies of all daddy? types. Yeah, muscle daddy uh, or more of a bear or, or daddy? Like a, yeah, or maybe like... a bear daddy. No, more of a bear daddy. Bear daddy, um, I got you. And uh, so uh, he's there well, with I've his seen dog. Him big. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there was a daughter and his dog, and they're at the park, and then there's this uh, moment where uh, he introduces his daughter, and he says, uh, he starts kind of, like, bragging about, uh, like, what his uh, daughter's been up to. She's, like, 10 years old, like, she's reading some philosophy book or something like that, like, something very advanced, and then you have this, your character, uh, or my character, Patrick, has an inner monologue, which uh, goes, like, oh, this is that moment. It's, like, I don't know what the term was, like, it's a brag-off, and then it transitions... (laughs) It transitions to a um, a Game Boy uh, original Pokemon aesthetic, and then your daughter and the other father's daughter are then represented as uh, Pokemon that have been thrown out into the battle, and you have a full-on Pokemon JRPG battle system in which you go into like your items and powers, which are different accomplishments your kid has made over the good. years That's that you then deploy good. to uh, reduce like the HP count of the other father in your good. quest to... like. Have the better brag about about Did your you kid. Win? Um, no, I lost by five hit points. I, no! I, 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 I miss I misplayed a couple of hands. Oh. Um, okay, now well, I, did I, that help or hurt you with Bear Daddy? That's a good question. Oh, Maybe you want yeah. to throw that. Uh, I don't know. So it's it's un, like it's good, unclear good to me. Like if all the daddies you're meeting are like necessarily like sexual relationship routes, or if like there's going to be like a spectrum of like. Friendships and and, right. and like I, I don't know like what the game's like the end game is for like all of the setups quite yet because um, this one didn't get any like because you were with the kids it didn't get like anywhere near like innuendo yeah, um, yeah. or or, or promiscuity or anything like that um, but uh, it was just like really f- it was incredibly fun and I messed up the reason I ended up losing the 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 kid off was um, because I tried to be the like really proactive dad and I saw that mm. my kid had. Um, 
uh, like kind of a uh, look like a uh, like an an owie. I think is what a dad would say. But the problem is this this kid is is eighteen, seventeen, yeah. senior in high school. Yeah, so I got out a band aid and went no, to go put it on my kid. No. And everyone everyone said no, no, don't do this. So I actually I lost HP for that dad move, and that's what put me in the hole. Oh, yeah. Helicopter dad is no one's dream. Yes, no. exactly. Like, Everyone needs it. space. You know, everyone needs their your adults. We all we're all out here trying to live our lives. Oh my god! Don't need you with your band aids, dad. That's more of a <laughs> that's more of a mom move. Even then, no one wants to like. I mean, uh, me mom. Yeah, like, but like power okay. mom kind of move. Okay. I understand. Just don't the helicopter. Whatever isn't Heli- a good. Uh, helicopter is so, no good. Yeah, I, I'm curious. Like in terms of the way your character is framed, like mm-hmm. at the start of the story. It's just kind of experiential, like, hey, like, you know, here you are just being a dad, doing dad things. Is there a, a need or a lack in your character's life, like a need for friendship, like being a better dad? Like, what's the, yeah, what's the, the motivating The, the setup arc? is that you're, you're – uh, part of the reason you're moving is because you're uh, sort of like downsizing the house because mm. uh, your kid's about to go off to college. And so sure. there's like an early setup of sort of like you're going to have to find other things to like fill your life with because I'm going to be gone. Like it doesn't make it sound like – that the, the the father has uh, like like not done anything because like when the either father or mother was lost like I don't I don't know if they've explained exactly what happened but she's she died she's not in the picture anymore um, uh, I think it's set up in more of a playful way of like dad like you gotta find you gotta find shit to do like yeah. I'm gonna be gone yeah um, and so like on. yeah yeah you can't take um, your house dad anymore. Oh, yeah, so it's a lot of like going to different places in this town, um, Maple Bay, which is a good name for a town. That's I like a good that. name. Yeah, I think um, Maple Bay. Oh, God yeah. damn. Any day. You want to move to Maple Bay? Let's go. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need to deal with the subway anymore. Let's go to Maple Bay. Yeah. Let's move. Uh, briefly, I did want to mention one thing which is interesting. You, you kind of talked about like you, you're not sure what the end games are, and I don't want to go too deep into the, the kind of larger discourse because I don't know enough quite yet, but... Something really interesting is happening inside of the Dream Daddy community right now, which is there, there is a split in the fandom over some content that was kind of uh, found. There was kind of like uh, people were like digging through game oh, deleted files. stuff? It's not clear. It's not clear if it's mm. in there. It's not clear if it's a thing that's theoretically going to be completed in a future patch. Is it going to be like a special holiday event? Is it like people don't know? Um, or at least I don't know at this point. Maybe someone has since figured this out since I read, first read about it on Saturday. Um, yeah, it might be DLC that was scrapped. It's hard to tell. Uh, or it might be in there and the conditions are just really hard for it to, for the, the events to fire, right? It's a bad end, which is a very common trope inside of uh, dating sims, inside of visual novels, in which – uh, it's not just a bad end. Like, bad ends are in a lot of visual novels, period. It's like, oh, you fucked up. Like, you – if it's a, a classic, like, Tokimeki Memorial uh, kind of just traditional dating, so it might be just like, oh, you didn't spend enough time with any of the possible suitors. You're going to live the rest of your life alone now, right? Like, <laughs> or, bad like, end. if people are familiar or, with, like, uh, VLR and 999, yes. like, um, those games have an exceptional number of endings, and a, a lot of the time you're ticking off trying to find different ways to get your characters killed because that's, like – that those are like part of that game is like the fun is discovering all of the bad right. ends along the way. There are also inside of dating sims, um, there is also a sort of bad end that is like aggressively bad. Uh, you know the the one that I think a lot of people are familiar with is from 
Um, why am I forgetting the name of the pigeon dating sim? Why am I? Hotful. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Thank you. Hotful boyfriend. Um, boyfriend. It has like an evil bird who is clearly evil, who's like a mad scientist doctor who like does experiments on you and, <laughs> oh you, and you. It's fantastic. Um, and and like that is kind of a send up to this style of bad end inside of dating sims. And so there's one of them here, and there was this moment when that's really interesting for me and complex because on one on one hand you have people who are coming to Dream Daddy who've played a lot of these games who are like, oh wow, this is like a really this is a really big opportunity for the genre to cross over, and they're like, oh wow, like you know it's not in the game, but like okay, this is what a bad end looks like. I wish this bad end was in the game. I've even seen from some people like they like that part of the storytelling. They like it when it goes bad. It's like a, it's an interesting outcome, sure. um, and they expected it. There are other people who have seen that content and said, "Whoa, I hope that's not in the game because there's no content warning on this game. There's I have no idea that anything like that would be in this game. Uh, I don't care that it's a genre convention. I'm new to the genre, and to me, like I think that's a complex issue, and I, I have my own thoughts on like where I would fit in there, um, especially because it's not in the game as far as anybody knows. It's not something you could find. Someone just had to dig around to find it. Uh, but I think it's an interesting moment in which a, a, a niche genre is crossing over to a wider spectrum, and suddenly the conventions that traditionally wouldn't get content warnings, you wouldn't call them out, you wouldn't say, oh, by the way, there could be like death and murder in this cute right. dating game, because yeah. of course there is, because of course there is, because that's how all these work. Suddenly there's this moment like, oh, wait, should we have shifted what we say heads up about in this game, which is it's a, a, a more of a thought experiment for me, given that I don't think that that content is in the game, but I think it's an interesting dilemma as anyone who makes anything in the world. Yeah, yeah. There was I, I had a uh, I ran into this when I sort of like went down uh, a visual novel hole when I was at Giant Bomb because a lot of people had like they wanted someone at the site to play games like Nine Nine Nine. They said, "Sure, like I'll give it a shot. Like I'll yeah. see how this goes." And I remember writing up. Um, about Danganronpa and uh, and 999 and VLR and when I was covering those games like I, and I would give them proper reviews and like one of the things I would mention that was consistent in a lot in a lot of those reviews was like these games are really good but like the, sh- the fan service stuff is shitty and like right. it really bugs me and like completely takes away from the game and is going to turn off people that would otherwise be super in to what's happening here but like the gross fan service like exploitation of women is just like fuck like and I I know the history of these genres and part of the business rationale for even making some of these games is the inclusion of stuff like this but like I think for some people that are like in a genre like are like like you and I know this is someone that is, enjoys horror, right? Like, mm-hmm. there are certain things that I just let slide, or not let slide, I just acknowledge that are implicit and are problems with the genre that I just have to get over and get by in order to enjoy the parts of it that I do enjoy. And so it's interesting when then you come to a subgenre um, that you're not familiar with, and right. then that stuff gets exposed in a different way, in a different light, that, like, the, the community, the fandom, doesn't look at the same way that an outsider might look at mm-hmm. it. Totally, yeah. super interesting, and I'm I'm I want you to keep reporting back on Dream Daddy. I might try to. Sp- how long is it? Do people know? I mean, I guess it's a bunch of routes, right? So, yeah. like, how long is one route? I can I can I could finish one route of Dream Daddy. I might not go back and see all the routes, and I might not get all the endings. I'm not going to do the whole VLR thing where I get all the deaths. Of course, <laughs> I don't I don't think there are any deaths. I, I kind of I really want to play this. You should, and I really want to. Uh, yeah, I want to I want to know where I would fall on that as well as, as just. 
I don't know. I'm interested. The... I haven't played many visual novels. Okay. So I, I would be very new to the genre, but it's very really interested in this particular case. It's, it's really sure. approachable and accessible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Again, like I, I've, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I played VLR. I played visual novels mostly for like the the weird ass stories. I've never really, I've never really played ones that are specifically focused on sort of like romance and dating and stuff like that. And this one is like. Yeah, like again, I, I don't know how to play out for the rest of the the route or routes that I end up doing, but I was howling with laughter at some <laughs> of the writing in this game. Like, it is worth it for the writing. Like, it is just awesome. exceptionally well written. It's a it's a um, genre right that's really great because it can highlight incredible writing and it can do stuff cheaply that would cost a, like a big three D action game a fortune to do. Sure, yeah. um, I, it's it's a genre that I wish was a little. I'm hoping that this opens the door for more visual novels. Certainly, we've seen more and more in the last few years in the West. Um, it's a very accessible genre in comparison to things that are like oh I have to I have to do com- like very complex controls and stuff. Anybody could actually. Anybody with computer literacy basically right, could right, play it. Right, right, okay. totally. Yeah. And like, I, I appreciate that comparatively, uh, and I and I want those to keep growing and to be more experimental. Like, I, I actually really love um, a lot of the games that are made by a studio whose name I'm forgetting the name of. They made Magical Diary. They made um, a game called Black Closet. Uh, I bring this up because I just searched for the for the name Black Closet, Black but Closet. it just showed me you know. images of a black closet. There you go. Uh, Hanako Games has made okay. a bunch of really good, uh, very interesting visual novels and and kind of adventure games that blend traditional visual novel storytelling with like. Uh, kind of experimental, almost like board game mechanics or like resource spending, like strategy, kind of like a social strategy games, right? Um, I think uh, the one that that you may have played on the stream, Patrick, was uh, Long Live the Queen, which is fantastic. Oh, that Uh, game. That game is, I love Long Live the Queen. I remember that Um, Magical Diary is really cool too, but uh, Black Closet is like secretly one of my favorite games in the last few years. I didn't, or not favorite, but one of the ones that I wish I could spend more time with um, because you're like basically playing a team of like secret like inspectors at an all girls school where there's like conspiracies and and like secret you know cults and uh and it's a lot of like all right do you send the tough girl to go like rough up the the person who's maybe in the cult to get information or do you send the person who's like a social butterfly to work her connections it's actually like a really interesting oh tactics God. game that then also is blended as a visual novel it's really cool i'm so, super into this i just think that like it's a good space for experimentation in games and so i want i want people to keep to keep doing it and there is just in in case this is just a thing i know in the world mm-hmm. there is an engine called renpy for making visual novels yes. that's super accessible so if you want to make pi. a thing is it, i think because it's python it's renpy right there renpy sorry so. renpy renpy i think so like senpai see like i did senpai. it renpai i made like a thing senpai. i did a thing mm-hmm. that had to do i that. also want to point out that another very charming part about dream daddy is that at, during the loading screens and the menus there are dad tips at the Ooh. bottom of the screen I'm going to read some of them. Oh, God. Dad tip number 45. Do what you love and the money will come. Is that true? Dad tip 57. (laughs) If life gives you lemons, parsley, onion, and eggs, make a really nice omelet. Oh, Oh, my God. That would be a good omelet. Dad tip 72. get an omelet. The only acceptable time and place for decaf coffee is never and in the trash. (laughs) Dads. 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 Dads have good Dads. tips. Dads. For life. <sighs> I'm uh, I'm trying to find a, a question from the question bucket. If you have a question, you can send it to gamingadvice.com. Use the subject question or questions or question bucket or 
Just a bunch of questions. No, use one of those. Yeah. Because otherwise it'll go in the wrong. Just one of those. Just use please. question or questions, please. That would be great. Uh, let's see. Here's here is actually a a question that came in. Let's go. There was one in here that I'm looking for. That's right. It's it's close. Use a daddy tip. And this was for Rob, and it's okay. also technically for me. All right. We've talked about daddies. We've talked about fantasy sports. There's one more thing we need to talk about for for this to be a complete episode. We've talked about the future of media. I want to just read this. Hey, Waypointers. This question will align more directly to Rob's interests, but I'm curious to hear everyone's opinion as well. I'm currently caught up in a semi-annual cycle of joy slash despair that is my interest in the Battletech tabletop system <laughs> with all the tables, charts, and number crunching that make it tick. Rob has leaned forward all yep. the way in his chair. Oh, he's doing, he's doing a hand thing, too. I have a complicated re- relationship with games like this. The mechanics are genuinely exciting in their scope. What could be more thrilling than loading up your handcrafted battle-hardened mercenaries onto the battle cruisers and dropships to invade an isolated moon base of a rival clan. Is this Dream Daddy? This is my Dream Daddy. <laughs> what stories might unfold as your fire lance of mechs hunt enemy infantry lurking in the ruined buildings of a nearby city? Oh. The possibilities are endlessly fascinating but utterly paralyzing. <sighs> it's an age-old problem of granularity versus usability. The level of simulation might be enticing... But is the game worth investing time in if I can barely grok all the rules it takes to, to run it, much less teach it to a friend? Scenarios might sound exciting until you've spent half an evening nose-deep in rules trying to figure out whether or not your orbital bombardment makes it through the atmosphere, much less whether or not it hits the intended target. I've considered utilizing what meager scripting skills I have to write a program to do the majority of the math, including combat, company generation, and finance management, so as to streamline play, but with an actual licensed Battletech video game on the horizon, I wonder if it's a waste of time. What do you think? Is it worth investing in this system that I might never get to enjoy with (laughs) anyone else? I think Rob just did a whole body shit no shake. He did the answer. He did the answer. Thanks to keep the great work. Best, Michael G. All right. Times change. Uh, and we must change with them. Mm, I see. Um, we have more choices now than we used to. We're busier than we used to be. Mm-hmm. And Battletech of old. So for those of you who like only know Battletech yeah, through like the Mech Warrior games yeah. and such, Battletech began life as a very traditional 1970s style uh, hexagonal grid uh, war game that happened to be about like giant battling robots. Yeah. From that. My longest they start saying, like, ever. You can customize those robots. So, like, we give you some pre-made uh, robot types, but, mm-hmm. like, hey, maybe you want to you customize them Damn and, like, right. try your own configurations. So the rules support that. And then the rules start getting increasingly out there. There's another board game out there that almost nobody that I've ever encountered has ever played called Aerotech, where it's, like, the Battletech universe also has, like, really powerful aircraft. Oh, and they have their own battles. Not E-R-O. Not E-R-O. That's a different game. Yeah, I had the same Very thought. different. Like, Dream Mechie. Dream. Yeah. So Aerotech has its own rules. Right. But then there was like there were ways to make those two systems play together. So now there's like now the battlefield can support air units and air units interacting with ground units, even though they interact on two different levels. Then then there was the Mech Warrior RPG. In which you got to like live a life inside the Mech Warrior Battletech universe. And that, like, had an entire rule set for just being a mech warrior, uh, a smuggler, you know, all that, yeah. all that sci-fi good, goodness. That sounds good. Um, yeah. 
And so, like, back in the day, a thing that a lot of uh, Battletech MechWarrior fans would do is they would have a MechWarrior RPG campaign going on. That then, for the battle sequences, for the encounters, imagine D&D, but you get into an encounter, yeah, I, I'm, I'm and you just shit-can. <laughs> you just shit-can the RPG, and you bust out your ginormous 1980s like right. board war game to go resolve that encounter, which in itself is going to be like a six-hour commitment if you're like bringing in all this shit. And the thing is, I want to be that person. Yeah, of course. I still want to be that person. Like, well, awesome. Okay, here's the thing. is The problem is that being that person suggests a lot of other things about your life, like the availability of time and resources and focus and friends who also have friends all Friends who are those in things. that, yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. Like, you know, I would love a reality where... Um, you know, me, Austin, Ian, occasionally whoever oh, we yeah. can force to 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 play the shit with us is like we're getting together for these like day long sessions of like just living this shit. But that's not your life, and also it's a really cumbersome system that's going yeah. to like comprehending. It's going to be a pain in the ass. It wasn't really designed holistically to fit together this way, and they right. never really did and like Jerry rigged it together. Salt. Yes, they never did solve those problems. So in order to basically get the fantasy that MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries, the PC game, or the um, MechWarrior Tactics game for the PC, like, kind of evoked, uh, you had to have this, like, Rube Goldberg, uh, like, <laughs> nesting doll of systems uh, that, you all, that you had to completely master and right. then maintain. You know what? Fuck that. <laughs> Just... Just let and look and Jordan Wiseman, like you know, he kind of disavows this stuff too. Like uh, who is the mech father, the mech daddy? The, the, yeah, he he is the mech daddy, the the all father. You of, heard of the uh, mech uh, daddy? Wow. <laughs> the mech daddy. Uh, yeah. So he created. So he created uh, Mech Warrior and BattleTech. Uh, you know, he created Shadowrun. Um, but the thing he says today is, like, this stuff was good for its time. Right. It's not how I would design it now. It's not... These are not modern designs. And they really aren't. And I've gone back and I've tried to play Battletech and MechWarrior. I don't enjoy doing it as much. I enjoy having it on the shelf. I enjoy thinking of myself as the kind of person who would, like, play that and be literate in those roles. And I still kind of am. But I'm looking forward to this Battletech game coming out on PC. That's just going to handle this shit. Can I just say that we need a Battletech like Game of Thrones? I'm just yes, going to read. This yes. is the write-up from A Time of War, the Battletech RPG. Yeah. Oh, it man. is the okay. 31st century. Oh. Mankind has spread to the stars and spawned titanic stellar empires, oh. each controlling hundreds of worlds across a thousand light years and beyond. Oh, my God. Yet the sins of man have followed him from the cradle of humanity. Oh. Political machinations of feudal lords plunge whole sectors into war. war. Unscrupulous merchant starship captains smuggle weapons to their own faction's enemies. enemies. Greedy military commanders demand tribute from worlds they're protecting. Animalistic pirate kings oh. harvest high technologies and human slaves oh, no. in lightning raids. Betrayals from oath-bound allies leave honorable soldiers growing cold on forgotten worlds. Brr. Death at the tip of a knife from a concubine turned assassin to avenge a world and a love lost. It 
is a time of war. Oh, my God. I want to watch that show. That sounds great. Also, there's mechs there. It's I have, Game of Thrones with robots. I have a bookshelf full of the Battletech novels, oh. of which there were many. Admittedly, like 80% of them were written by Michael Stackpole, uh, who <laughs> uh, connoisseurs of the X-Wing novels uh-huh. uh, may also go. remember, mm-hmm. uh, who I like. He was he was good at his job. I, I don't think his stories, I think his stories sort of fit a template. Right. And once you identify what that template is, it gets a little stale. Uh, but I used to be really invested in the saga of uh, the Davian family uh-huh. and their their rivalry uh, with the treacherous Lao, the fucking Lao. Um, How do you feel about oh, House yeah. Steiner? How do you like? We could go, oh, boy. but we're not. Let's not. Okay, I have a real okay. question. Uh, yes, I have a yeah. legitimate real question. Is it about the clans? No, no. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so, in a fantasy universe where retirement is a thing that happens for a generation, uh-huh. which I already I know there's like a three percent chance <laughs> yeah. of that happening. Right. In that universe, would this be your ideal? Like no. say you have a and few that's years. The actual secret is okay. like I, no, because okay. I still want this to be more streamlined. Because I'm not interested in losing eight hours to a single game session at this point. In even as even if I had way even more if you, time, if, if you were a retiree, just, the things I like about this stuff is yeah. the thing that I just did right, which is like reading the rad fiction side of it and like digging into like the the political machinations and the like all that stuff is stuff that I love and I do love giant robots fighting sure sure but I don't eight hours six hours in one day love giant robots fighting for one fight I don't I understand I don't know um Rob might be different though no no it's it's too much it's too much effort for like when you boil it down it's also not really that complicated or interesting like it's you know, like learning to navigate that system is really the skill you develop. Mm-hmm. But then once you've learned to navigate that system and like sort of guess at how the combat resolution tables are going to be affected by this move yeah. versus that, yeah. once you've internalized all that, a lot of the interesting decisions kind of also go away. So then you've gotten to re- like there's a series of really optimal choices, but just managing the system to get there yeah. is is fussy, and that's where the real skill is. Yeah. I will say I probably would get into 40k if I had infinite time and money because mm. I like the process of building those uh, models a lot, and so that would actually scratch an itch and like fill time. You know, you know, what I really want to get into Tell is me. the uh, Warhammer Fantasy role playing game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You ever play that? I've not in the last five years, not since before yeah. I went to grad school. It's uh, uh-huh. it's a good example of a system designed to encourage hilariously overdone misfortune and randomness <laughs> in a way that feels very Warhammer. Yeah, okay. Uh, so a lot of systems are designed to create like sort of predictable and sensible outcomes within a system. Warhammer's like, yeah, what if we did that? And then also... also yeah, yeah, and then also <laughs> all this crazy shit would happen as well. Yeah. Uh, and The winds of magic a- are like the fucking best uh, encapsulation of like, it's luck, man. The <laughs> magic in the Warhammer fantasy world is just like, oh, the wind blew weird. Like, I guess all of our wizards can't do shit anymore. Thanks. <laughs> I love it. It's like a fantastic, it is like kind of great uh, abstraction of the notion that, no, there is no amount of you know, military brilliance that can outdo bad luck. I think how on- Steiner can go to hell. All right, good. I'm glad we're on, <laughs> glad we're on record with how Steiner. Uh, that's gonna do for us this Monday morning afternoon. Yeah, four twenty. Well, 
Almost. Well, you just missed it. It's 421 now. I just missed it. You just missed 421. (laughs) One better than 420. I was going to play Dota, but now. Yeah. What would have been better? Would have been better. Shout out to Walker. Uh, I'm Austin Walker. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Danielle Riendo? Danielle R.I. Patrick Klepik. Find me at Patrick Klepik. Robert Zachney. A new Avalon serving the masters, <laughs> House Davian. At Rob Zachney on Twitter. You can find Tim Barnes at Tim Barnes451. You can find Natalie Watson, our live producer, at Natalie Watson on Twitter. I believe that's correct. I thought it was yes. Daddily Watson. Sorry, it's Daddily Watson. Watson. You have to change yeah. that. Let Twitter know. You'll get the Make verification sure. mark. Make I sure think. you get that right. Shout outs to Bowen for letting us use his track. Miss you off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash BOEN and find everything we do. Waypoint. Dot vice dot com. Come out, uh, come on out this weekend, come guys! On out. And, uh, <laughs> the, the barbecue and and rock out, whatever event it sounds like. Barbecue and rock out sounds great. It's pretty great. Come out to waypoint.vice.com where you can read about <laughs> Gitmo now. <laughs> Gitmo totally and daddies, here. you know, we got it all. We got it all. We got everything uh, under the sun. Seriously, I would appreciate it if you if you swung by the site and, and took a look at some Please of the, the stuff that we're doing for this week around prisons and prison culture and games and, and how all that interacts. Uh, until then, until tomorrow, where hopefully we'll get a chicken dinner yet again. We'll try. <laughs> we'll try. I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing one thing. But maybe not. I think I did everything so smoothly. You did it now beautifully. The outro is just... No, you did a beautiful job. I think I just... Oh, there is one thing I'm missing. Yeah. Uh, what is it that we say to them? Danielle? We say, be good. Or be good at it. Peace. Daddy. Oh, God. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.